When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Trying to draw too much or making any sort of broad proclamations about Michigan men's basketball after a really impressive performance against Maryland on Sunday, that's probably a bit aggressive. Michigan, no doubt, played its best game of the season. It played one of the best games in recent memory. The Wolverines outscored Maryland to start the game 17 to nothing. The Terps missed their first 10 shots. Wolverines held them to 13 points in the first half, tying a program record. The list goes on and on. The reality is the Wolverines, they won a game that had as much impact on them in a positive way as they just lost to Central Michigan on Thursday and the impact that had in a negative way. Ken Palm, which is an analytical website based on college basketball, you'll hear me reference it plenty on the broadcast and sometimes even here on the podcast, it had Michigan ranked 49th in the country before losing to Central Michigan. That dropped Michigan to 66th. After the win over the Terps, they shot back up to 48. Now, it's not a one-size-fit-all, only involving Michigan type of a thing. It's involving every team in college basketball, and there are more than 48, more than 66. There are 363. But the reality is that Michigan churned out a performance that can compete with any in college basketball. If Michigan does not have a better game than this one, a better performance than this one, they could still do some really impressive things. That's how good this was. To me, the big thing I'll take from all of this, Michigan and the players 
are still listening. The message of Juwan Howard, of this coaching staff, still very much gets through. These are 18 to 22-year-old young men. There's going to be some ebbs and flows to what they do, to their performance, to their practicing, to their in-game efforts. It's just a nature of what college basketball is all about. But Juwan Howard said before the game on Sunday that he felt good about the practices that his team had Friday and Saturday. As you'll hear from Hunter Dickinson, one Friday, yeah, there was some oomph behind it, and understandably so. When you lose to a Central Michigan team that only had two Division One wins before knocking off the Wolverines at Chrysler Center, you better believe there's going to be some giddy-up in that next practice and the one after that. Michigan was at a pivot point. They could have very easily allowed that loss to Central Michigan to snowball, to become more than just one, certainly very damaging, but just one loss. Wolverines responded. They played their best game of the season, and they put themselves right back into a position where you feel like they can do some things. Because, listen, they're not going to do that every single game, but they've got the ability to put a performance like that together. And more importantly, they have the belief in themselves. They have the ear of the coaching staff. They have the understanding that what happened three days prior to the thumping of Maryland was unacceptable. From here, they still have ground to make up. They are still on the outside looking in of any bracketologist out there. But hey, they're 2-0 in the Big Ten. They listened, they learned, they improved, and they executed. From here, it's about stringing that together. Because, yeah, it's easy to look at the NCAA tournament race, but there's a Big Ten race as well. And so far, Michigan is off to a 2-0 start. From here, who knows? But the reality is the rest of Michigan's performances will probably be better than Thursday and not quite as great as Sunday. The range and where it is, where those individual efforts are within that range, that'll dictate if this team really has turned the corner. What a performance. What a win to kick off 2023. We'll recap it with Hunter Dickinson, Juwan Howard, and Terry Mills here on Defend the Block. We're talking Michigan basketball. Welcome to Defend the Block, where we'll take you inside the basketball programs with interviews, analysis, and so much more. Now, here's your host, Brian Bush. I rattled off some of the numbers off the top of the episode, but... Maryland was 4 of 30 in the first half from the floor. They missed their first 10 shots. They didn't score for almost the first six minutes of the game. Michigan went up 17 to nothing. 13 total points for Maryland. And they only had seven, 16 minutes in to that first half. It was a dominant performance as a team. And Hunter Dickinson, he was brilliant. 32 points, one shy of a career high. And that career high of 33 came in the home win against Michigan State last season. That began a really critical week for Michigan last year when they went 2-1. and one. That thrust them into the NCAA tournament, and ultimately they advanced to the Sweet 16. But for a second consecutive January, Michigan facing some adversity in a tough spot. They went out and beat up Maryland last year. Michigan was 7-7. Seven and seven. They were coming off the COVID pause, and then that shorthanded loss at Illinois in Champaign. Michigan came in to Chrysler Center. They got everybody back. 
and they won pretty handily. This was to the nth degree. I mean, 81-46 is just an incredible score, especially against a team that came in ranked in the AP poll at number 21. So we'll see if this can have the same effect. Remember, last year, Michigan never rattled off more than three consecutive wins. Not a single time. For Michigan to win a Big Ten championship, to get back into the NCAA tournament picture and hopefully on the right side of the bubble, they're probably going to have to string together more than three in a row at some point. And it just doesn't get easy in the Big Ten. Penn State with another big-time win. They knocked off Iowa. Had to hold on late, but they're 2-1 and one in the league, 11-3 overall. And their losses, Michigan State, Clemson in double overtime, and Virginia Tech by two. That is a really good Penn State team. There aren't many teams in college basketball that turn the ball over at a lower rate than Michigan. In fact, coming into play today, there was only two, and one of them was Penn State. They lead the country. They only turn it over on 13% of their possessions. That's a good veteran ball club. And then, of course, we all know what comes up on Saturday in East Lansing. It'd be great to turn out three straight and keep it going and stay undefeated in Big Ten play. It's going to be tough, but... You get anywhere close to that effort, and again, that listening, that embracing of the struggle, of the suck that we hear from Juwan Howard. Embrace the suck. Yeah, I'm sure the last few days sucked for this team. The practices, the film sessions, the reality of what happened on Thursday, they bounced back, and now can they continue? Can they stay much closer to this type of performance than flipping back to what they delivered against Central? Because I I do really think we probably saw – the best performance Michigan may have all season three days after they had, I think, probably their worst performance all season. Remains to be seen, but keep that range closer. You got a real chance. It was a fun one at Chrysler Center, a therapeutic one, at least for for the uh, Michigan fan base after a, a tough trip out to Glendale for the Fiesta Bowl. But, hey, Wolverines men's basketball, they get the win they take down Maryland emphatically. Those are some of my thoughts. Let's hear from the national champ, Terry Mills. Terry, this team had a crossroad in front of them. They lose to Central Michigan. They were 6-5 and five in the non-conference, and here they are against a really good 10-3 and three Maryland team, and they didn't just win. They dominated. They did, and I'll tell you what. The coaching staff challenged these young men, and they responded. Um and they challenged them in a big way. I mean, I, I've been in locker rooms like that, and believe me, this is a uh, a family-friendly radio station, and, and uh, it was some <laughs> choice words to be said in that locker room. Yeah. Um, we're not going to say I'm here on air, but they got the message. Yeah, no, I think that, to me, is the long-term <clears throat> takeaway for Michigan, is that this team, they were in a spot where they, they could have decided, I mean, they could have packed it in, right? Like, but... I think the message got across. They endured two probably really, really tough practices. And and that, to me, shows that, yeah, the results have not been where this team has wanted them so far this season, but they're still listening, they're still engaged, and they responded. They did. Uh, And you talk about those two practices. I guarantee you they were grueling practices, and we like to call those black and blue practices because uh, you better believe that if a coach or – or a team has been labeled as being soft and being pushed around, that there was going to be a lot of physicality in those next two practices. And uh, it showed here today because uh, Michigan came out being the most physical team and the most aggressive team. Hunter Dickinson, 
let's face it, he has not been as good as Michigan has needed him, especially in some of those big games. Yet here he was today, 32 points, one shy of a career high, 13 of 16 shooting, 12 rebounds. I mean, that is a monster-sized performance. And quite frankly, I don't know if that even does justice for how good he was today. No, and I mean, he did it on both ends. Uh, I thought he was a rim protector. He rebounded the basketball. And he was very boisterous out there, if you will. And, you know, you can see that Michigan had a mindset of rebounding that basketball. When they got up on the glass, you had two or three Wolverines going after it and going to get the, get the rebound. It wasn't just standing around and saying, hey, it's in your area, it's your rebound. And uh, I really love that about this Michigan team here today. Defensively, uh, Wolverines limiting Maryland to just 13 first-half points, matching a program record defensively. They were 4 of 30 in the first half. And you know, we talked about it at times during the, the non-conference slate that Michigan, you know, it seemed like at times maybe they were playing to their competition. Well, they really didn't play to the scoreboard much in this game at all. And again, when we talk about messaging and getting the points across, that's an awesome sign. Yes, it is, because I was kind of really concerned about how would this team come out and play with a big lead in the second half. Well, I tell you what, it was all gas and no breaks with Michigan. And obviously, as we keep uh, talking about that message, got across. Michigan did not lay down, did not lay over, did not get complacent. And that's what you have to have when you want to win the games. And I'll tell you, the, the number outside of the score that jumped out Thursday night was the rebounding. 17 offensive rebounds, minus 12 in the rebounding category. Tonight, 49-30 to 30 in favor of Michigan. Points in the paint, 42-22. to 22. Wow. Yeah, that, that's what you call total dominance right there. And that's what you call coming out and taking care of business. And, uh, you know, that was just a complete ball game. And you can't tell me that when you look at the talent levels between – what Maryland has and what Central had, you just did not come to play against Central. And that falls up on the shoulders of the coaching staff saying that, hey, and Coach Howard even accepted that. He said, I didn't have my men prepared the way they were supposed to be prepared. That, that falls on me. He took that blame, and guess what? His players responded. Now it looks like Michigan will face a Penn State team that uh, they could come in 2-1 and one in Big Ten play. They right now have a double-digit lead on Iowa about midway through the second half there. That'll be a, a heck of a challenge for Michigan. Big Ten play, it's, it's always tough, but, but Michigan 2-0, and oh, they're right there. And, and, hey, you do good work in the league, you can erase a lot of frustration from the non-conference. Yes, you can. And you talk about Penn State coming in here, and I'm going to call that a grown man's game yeah. when you talk about – Penn State being probably one of, what is it, the, uh, the third oldest team in uh, in the NCAA. So, I mean, you got grown men on that team, so you're going to have to grow up in a hurry, and you can't make these freshman mistakes because they'll capitalize on it. Post-game interviews coming up here momentarily. First, a word from our partner, the Kensington Hotel, Ann Arbor's most celebrated hotel. The Kensington Hotel welcomes you to enjoy your next getaway. At check-in, you'll be greeted with a complimentary champagne toast before relaxing in your recently refreshed guest room featuring deluxe furnishings, lavish bedding, upscale amenities including plush robes and slippers for all guests. Personalize your stay by enjoying the convenience of their dash-in gift shop, starting your day with 
with a freshly brewed cup of coffee from the Union Breakfast Marketing or go for a swim in Ann Arbor's largest indoor heated pool. The Kensington Hotel is pet-friendly and conveniently located near some of Ann Arbor's best walking trails. Complete your stay with their vast selection of Michigan craft beers and an American cuisine dinner at Relish, their on-site restaurant. Eat, stay, play at the Kensington Hotel Ann Arbor. Again, Michigan dominating Maryland on Sunday, New Year's Day at Chrysler Center. Let's get into our post-game interviews, and we start with the man in the middle, Hunter Dickinson. Awesome. 32 points, 12 rebounds, 13 of 16 from the floor after shooting 6 of 18 in the previous two games combined. Here's our chat with Hunter. Let's start with this, Hunter. Uh, What were practices like Friday and Saturday? Coach Howard said that he was happy with the response, but I'm, I'm sure they weren't the most fun practices you've ever experienced. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the first practice um, on Friday after the game was was pretty intense. I mean, I think you felt the energy from the coaching staff as long, along with the players that, you know, there needed to be, you know, a sense of urgency because obviously the season's not over yet, but, you know, we're starting to get less and less chances to keep saying, you know, that, you know, that game really didn't matter and, you know, we still have the rest of the season ahead of us. So it was that sense of urgency that started on Friday and then moved uh, to Saturday, and then, you know, I think those two really good days of practice really prepared us uh, to go out there and, you know, give that effort that we did today. Yeah, Hunter, when you have a game like you had, um, you know, when you lose against a team like CMU, not saying that they weren't good or anything like that, but I think a lot of players had to do soul-searching from within. You had to do that. What, what did you see, and what kind of changed your game around coming into this game? I knew I needed to be more dominant, like, uh, in that in the CMU game, I was just being too passive. Um, you know, you know, obviously, like it's a two-way street with it being a big man. Like, you need the guards to help you out, but then you also need, you know, to help the guards out and you know give them a reason to give you the ball. And so for me, um, I just wanted to go in there and be aggressive from the jump. You know, make not not force it, but just be extra aggressive. And I think I did a good job of rim running and trying to seal them and stuff like that. So uh, just trying to be ultra aggressive out there um, and just you know just try to try to help out my team in any way possible and that aggressiveness seemed to be very palpable on both ends of the floor take us through this team's defensive performance in the first half you held them to 13 points that ties a program record for a half four of 30 from the floor what was so what was working so i mean that those are some bonker stats yeah i mean it was it was pretty pretty incredible what we did out there i mean they had four points with like seven minutes left or something like that it was it's pretty incredible what we did out there. And, I mean, that's just that just goes to show you, like, how much potential that this team has. Like, we have so much, so much potential. And I think, you know, we're just really tapping into it now. Um, I think, you know, that, that soul search and that, um, like you said, Terry, that, that we had to do after this game, um, I think it really, it really meant something to the team to go out there and, you know, give a good out performance. Yeah, and when you're up big like that going into uh, the first half and you come out in the second half and had that same dominance – what was kind of talked about besides the old adage of uh, the score is zero zero? Because I mean, you guys came out and consistently played two halves of basketball. Yeah, I think that was you know important for us because uh, you know it's we we we've had good halves before and you know came out sluggish and you know gave up the lead or you know dug ourselves a hole and so we knew that you know we're playing for more than just today. Um, you know, we had Chris C. Matt, you know, um, and one of our former players come over here and say you know they. They won that Big Ten championship in the summer, um, you know, before the season even started. And so we try to get that mindset of, you know, we're winning 
we're, we're playing for something bigger than just Maryland or, you know, Central Michigan or, you know, the team that's in front of us. We're playing for something bigger than that. And so we got to we got to play with that mindset, um, you know, each and every night that we're playing for something bigger uh, and a bigger end goal. So just going out there and trying to compete and just give our best effort and, you know, just follow the game plan and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, getting a message from Charles Matthews, that, uh, that's pretty good. Hey, hey, get Jackson to work on that finish, man. That was so close, <laughs> so close. Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, that was a bummer. Hunter, appreciate it. Happy New Year, man. Congrats. Thanks. Go Blue. Now let's hear from the head coach of the Wolverines. It's Juwan Howard. Coach, this was comprehensive. This was super impressive. You said you were uh, very pleased with how your team responded in practice. What pleased you most about what you saw in these 40 minutes? Well, we had a carryover from practice, you know, which started on Friday. And like I talked about Friday and Saturday, our guys was in tune to being aggressive defensively. They were in tune to improving on the back line. They was in tune to boxing out. Getting back to the basics on what helped you win ball games, because the way how we lost versus Central Michigan was built on the fact that we didn't get surrender to any of the fundamentals that we were taught back in grade school. And so uh, today they just had a different mindset, man, and they were so dialed in to going out there and competing. And as you, we all know, Maryland is a very tough team, very competitive, skillful, well coached, uh, but Michigan from start to finish. Uh, we made them really uncomfortable with our defense. Yeah, well, you're talking about the team being tuned in. I'm sure it started right after that game when that film started rolling. That was the tail of the tape right there. I mean, we can make all excuses in the world, but when that tape comes out, I bet you had all ears, and I, it showed here today. Yes, uh, you know, when you go back and look at, like, how can we improve, you got to go back and look at the video. And you've seen the fact that, like, you know, with 17 offensive rebounds, you know, I had to show it to them. And I, want, I, I couldn't wait to get to practice to show it to them. <laughs> and so they can see, like, you know, what we were just saying throughout the game. Uh, when you think you're blocking the guy out uh, and he's being more aggressive by going to the glass and you're not putting a body on it and going to pursue the ball. Today we had guys putting bodies on, you know, some of, the, some of those were Dante Scott or Reese or – uh, Martinez, as well as uh, uh, Don Carey, when they were going to the glass, they felt this today. Yeah. Uh, we, we spoke with Hunter Dickinson, 32 points, 12 rebounds. He said that, and I'm sure you challenged every one of the players on this team, You know, what can you do more? How can you improve what, what this team needs to do? How did you see him kind of take that initiative in this ballgame? Well, he came out with a different defense, uh, disposition. You know, defensively, you know, he, with his length, uh, he was active on with uh, contesting shots at the rim. He also was active with helping on the glass. Um, but then offensively, you know, offensively, he, you know, with some of the matchups that he had, uh, he was aggressive as far as trying to, of course, score with, uh, but not just waiting for the defense to come and double. You know, there were moments where he was going before the defense even came, and our teammates was looking for him. Um, and, and that's the part where you know, ball finds energy. And Hunter's disposition was just a different disposition that we saw versus Central Michigan. Yeah, I talked about the team staying connected defensively. I thought it was an emphasis on getting back in transition. And I think this is the best I've seen this team talk on the defensive end. And it was kind of a help to helper. And, I mean, it was it was fun to watch. Yeah, you know, when the team shoots 26% from the field uh, and 20% from three, um, it has to be communication. It has to be talking. And there are times, like you know, with this today's era, like 
they have to learn that you know it's more than just being in your spot, assuming that your teammate know. You have to communicate and let your teammate know what type of actions are coming, or when the screen is happening, or if he's not in the spot that he needs to be. You know, and that's the part where I saw on Friday, you know, that they took ownership of not being afraid to hold the teammate accountable when he's not doing his job. I think the fan base is very thankful uh, for this after what happened last night on the football field. So uh, on behalf of the Michigan fan base, thank you. Uh, well, thank you for Michigan fans <laughs> for coming out today and supporting the guys. I really appreciate, you know, the Chrysler building, the yeah. noise, the energy that they brought today, you know, on a Sunday. It's not easy, but they came out and they've been super supportive. So thank you, Michigan fans. Yeah, that, that communication was uh, was definitely the key. I know we live in a different generation that uh, – if they probably could text each other while playing, they, you, probably, <laughs> you probably could get it done a lot sooner. Yeah. But, you know, hey, you got to get them to open their mouths. And I thought they did a fantastic job here today. Thank you, T. Yep. Thank you. Yep. I appreciate you staying on that point, T, because, hey, you're absolutely right. We, we have to get uncomfortable by talking more. Because they, they do a great job of, you know, uh, they love each other. They're great teammates. Um, they have that brotherhood. And it's all real with this group. Uh, you hear how they laugh in the locker room and uh, you hear the conversations that they may have pre-practice. But hey, I was telling them that, you know, with the talking, you got to apply that on the floor as well. Yeah, I was, I was talking to Brian about that, uh, being able to communicate. I told him my daughter would text me and she could be one room over. And I'm like, I'm like hey, you could have came in there and just told me that. You're right. just going to text me? You could have knocked on the wall or anything. So just a different generation. Yes, sir. Yep. No doubt. Coach, congratulations. We appreciate the time. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy Thank New you. Year, fellas. Yeah, Stay happy. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. Before we get out of here, got to bring you all of the highlights. There were a bunch. It was fun. Starting out with a 17-zip flurry and never looking back and never taking the foot off the pedal. To detail it, here's our good friend Rob Joyce. Michigan opening up calendar year 2023 at home against Maryland for the second Big Ten game of the season and coming off that stunning loss to CMU on Thursday. The script flipped from the very opening tip today. Had his pocket picked. There's Kobe Bufkin. He rattles off his 17th steal to lead the Wolverines. Michigan up 2-0. Minute 20 in, left pocket, Williams a three is good. T-Will just his 12th triple of the year, and Michigan starting off 5-0 thanks to the DMV boys. Michigan left to right. Howard with that white headband on, push pass right pocket, Bucket takes it inside, up fake, got his man up, feed it in Dickens, and pivots, breaks and scores. A 10-0 run to start here. The Terps overwhelmed early. Maryland had to call timeout after that just three minutes into the game. It didn't work. Today's call of the game brought to you by the experts at University of Michigan Health. Down to Dickinson, high block right. Spins there on Reese. Underneath the basket, up fake. Double team comes. Bobbles, regathers. Reverse layup. Good. 14-0. And Willard in Maryland, they desperately need that media timeout. Yeah, I tell you what. I don't know what motivates Hunter Dickinson whenever he plays against Maryland, but whatever it is. He needs to continue to have it. And McDaniel just flees Reese. Bounce feet up ahead. Williams, one dribble layup, reverse style. It's good and a foul. That capped after the free throw. 
A 17-0 run to open the game for the Maize and Blue. Today's call of the game brought to you by University of Michigan Health. There's a difference between an answer and a Michigan answer. To learn more about Michigan's best hospital, visit michigananswers.com. Wolverines made their first seven shots. Terps missed their first ten. Five minutes into the game, it was 17-0. Maryland gets on the board with a single free throw. By the time the Terps made their first field goal, it came eight minutes into the game. It made the score 19-4. to Not possible to maintain that start offensively for Michigan. Wolverines would cool on offense, but not on the other end. Midway through the half, it's 21-4. to Both teams with scoring droughts of over three minutes. Maryland opened one of 19 shooting. Meanwhile, Michigan got hot again. And the ball ricochets to Joey Baker. He'll gallop left to right. Here's the free throw line. Williams, he'll drive. Toff oh, Baker man. with the nearly impossible angle. He scores it. Timeout, Kevin Willard. It's 31-7, Wolverines. With four minutes to halftime, it was 33-7, Wolverines. Finally, mercifully, Maryland made a couple of shots, but it's all Michigan. The Wolverines closed the half on another run. Left corner, up fake carry. Got Baker up, drives inside, bounce feed into air, and it's blocked away. The shot from Emelian spiked down to the deck. Now Howard, right wing Baker, up fake. He'll shoot a three, rattle it home. Oh my, Kobe Bufkin's block into Joey Baker's three. It's 40 to 13 Wolverines. Those part of a half ending nine nothing surge at the break it's 44 13 michigan who shoots 67 percent in the first half while maryland goes four for 30 shooting and ties the record for the fewest points allowed in a half in the last century of michigan basketball as you might imagine the second half largely a formality the only real question was whether maryland's ignominity would carry over to the second half and set some records Ultimately would not. Terp score 10 points in the opening four-plus minutes of the half, mostly with reserves, as Kevin Willard sending a message. Lead hung around 30. Michigan went nearly five minutes without a field goal, but the drought ender by Jet Howard made it 59-25. It came with 12.30 to go. Midway through the half, it's 63-27 Wolverines. And at this point, Hunter Dickinson just having a little fun. Inbound to McDaniel. In a blur past Martinez. Leaves it, Dickinson straight on, soars in and crams with two hands. Three minutes in and Michigan swelled that lead to 52-18. And eventually the reserves would start to come in and they would start to get into the score column as that lead continued to balloon. Right wing Baker, dump it down Dickinson. Into Cheddar, goes up, laid it up, laid it in and a foul. On a dynamite dime from Hunter Dickinson, Will Cheddar's in the score column, and his energy, which was some of the little Michigan had three days ago, sparking another and one. Reed at the point. Drifts to the right side, goes to work on Roger. In the paint, flutter up. No, but oh. a tip jam by Isaiah Barnes, and a foul. Yeah, insult to injury, Woo. man. Emphatic buckets, the only field goals of the day for Isaiah Barnes and Will Cheddar. The lead would peak at 38. Finally, with about six and a half to go, Juwan Howard starts to empty the bench, and then at the under four timeout completely does. So no record set in terms of fewest points allowed or margin of victory against Big Ten foes. Instead, just a good old-fashioned butt whooping, never a doubt. 81-46, Michigan 2-0 in Big Ten play. That's it for this edition of Defend the Block. Hope you had a great holiday season. Enjoyed the new year despite the result. 
out in Glendale. We will have more in the trenches coverage as the offseason begins a little earlier than folks wanted to be sure, uh, but we'll keep you updated on everything that's happening around the football program as, hey, this is going to be an even hungrier bunch of Wolverines on the football side of things. You better believe Michigan men's basketball. They'll stay hungry. They got a lot of work still to do, but 2-0 in the Big Ten coming off their best performance of the season. Thanks to Terry Mills, to Hunter Dickinson, to Juwan Howard, and to Rob Joyce. And most importantly, thanks to all of you for listening. Again, happy new year, the final of final time. Michigan 81, Maryland 46. I'm Brian Bush, and thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Defend the Block, part of our Michigan Athletics Podcast Network, MGO Blue Podcasts. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.